Rachel, do you have your makeup on? I do. Nico? I just I just got mine as well. I guess we're ready to go with another edition of Odyssey House Journals. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we want to thank everyone for, especially on iTunes, who has have re- given us a review. They've yes. all been five-star reviews so far. Oh, my. Thank you. So we would like you to not only give us a review, but also write something because... I mean, we do this every week, and we, yeah. we're open to new ideas and suggestions for guests or topics or anything like that, right? Absolutely, and we're, we're in this area, but iTunes reaches so much more so that worldly review and view about our population and what we're speaking about is really important. Yeah. I mean, I'd be interested to hear. Uh, I, I heard we have a fairly uh, large following in Belgium, Ooh. some in the Philippines, um, and, of course, all over the U.S., but I'd be interested to hear from people outside the area of the Salt Lake or Utah, uh, like what you think of the program or or what topics you'd like to see covered. Yeah, or how it is in your area, topics that we can cover for you. That would be great. Whether you should use more makeup? I get my lashes done. Let's see. <laughs> anyway, we'd like you to subscribe and review and like us on whatever platform you are you can watch us on YouTube or you can listen to us on any platform that that has podcasts, basically. Just Google it and Odyssey House Journals. Our guest today is Nico, who is in recovery at a residential setting in, I guess I can say, at Odyssey House, right? I am. Welcome. How are you doing in, in recovery so far? I'm doing great. Um it's been a it's been a long road road, you know what I mean? I battled a lot of uh behavioral issues and addiction issues, but you know, coming to where I'm at today, I'm proud of myself, I'm proud of the house I'm at, I'm proud of the therapist and the case management I have. Um one of my biggest achievements is I love FTR. Really? Yeah. Yes. And that's the podcast <laughs> that we had last week. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Well, it's good to know it works. It yeah. does. It's uh, it's a big part of my recovery. I go to it three times a week. Wow. Um, right now I'm out. I have a, a wrist injury, so like I'm just. But I still go and support our peers that go with us to um, just give them the encouragement to keep coming back to their. Why does it make so, a difference in your recovery? I mean, what does it do for you? The people at FTR are great individuals they they've taught me a lot since i've been there and i leave everything i have going on there on the mat like um it just i go there with some struggles and i can leave there without a care in the world of what my past was like or what my addiction was like i leave it there i sweat it out i leave with more energetic than i did going in and I've learned that through the treatment programs I've been in. You know, no one's had a, a thing like FTR. I've been through drug court. I've been through drug board. I've been through the prison programs. And none of them have, a, you would say, a fundamental thing where you can go and do stuff like that. You can do your exercises in prison, sure. but yeah. not for someone that's pushing you to the recovery that they do and they offer. Wow. You know, they treat... The clients that go there with so much respect and they encourage us and they care for us so it's a big part of my recovery nico so speaking about this you're talking a lot about your past and behavioral issues in prison 
what led you to prison? Like, what led you to go through that? Like, what is your past like? So my past is I grew up in a good home. Um, I was in sports my whole life. Nice. Um, when I turned 19, I broke my ankle. Playing baseball is my sport. Um, and I shattered it really bad to where I was put on pain pills. Mm -hmm. So my addiction is heroin and opiates, Suboxone. I'm nine years clean off both now. Wow. So I've had my slip-ups with like marijuana and stuff like that, but I'm in the Odyssey program today for behavioral issue problems. Yep. I've been to the federal system for guns. Um, I've been to the state prison for drugs and guns. Okay. So it was a rough life, you know, growing after my addiction started, like it took everything from me. It took my family. It took my energy for anything. Like I was struggling. I was homeless. I was pushing anything I can to get that drug. Mm -hmm. So I, like I said, I've been through quite a few treatment programs and People don't understand that compulsive nature. If you're not an addict, it's it's like you say you lost everything, mm -hmm. which you did, and and describe the feeling of, of being addicted to opiates and, and the need for it uh, that supersedes everything else in your life. It does. It takes everything. Like when people say heroin and suboxone and fentanyl is the devil, it is. It takes your life. It takes... It takes your family, it takes your job, it takes everything. Like, you don't want to do nothing but receive that drug. So when it took my family, which I haven't spoke to in a long time, you know, like my mom, my dad, I stay in contact with my dad here and there, but still with the addiction I have, I lost a lot of it. So it's building relationships that I'm doing now to bring them back into my life, which is hard because they were there for me my whole life, and then I chose the drugs over them. So it hurt them, it hurt me. I was vulnerable, I was complacent. Um, I just didn't know what to do with myself, you know. And growing up in a home that I had everything to losing everything was hard on me. And, you know, I chose prison over society. Like, I was doing the most to do. To you get didn't that choose drug. it, but I I I in a way it. you did. I yeah, guess. I chose it. I chose. The drugs over my family and my yeah. future and my, you know, I had a great baseball career growing up and wow. I tore it all away over heroin. What led you, what was the reasoning, yeah, like you come from this great household, you're doing sports, to this point to where you feel like you have to have guns on you? Well, I wouldn't need the guns. I like guns. I still, to this day, I love going to the shooting ranges, which I can't no more, being a convicted right. felon. Um but I just was fascinated with guns. I like shooting them. I like target yeah. practicing. I like I love going hunting, you know. And when I lost all that, I still possessed that that uh, addiction to the firearms. Yeah. And that's what I'm on the federal probation now for is for those type of activities, you know. And that's why I'm in the Odyssey program is to learn those behavioral sort. I don't need to carry it. I don't need to have drugs or guns on me at all times, you know, and what the Odyssey program has offered me and shown me the way is amazing because I started this program in March and at first I was the type of person that was like, eh, don't need an Odyssey. Yeah. It says everyone. You know? yeah. So yeah. I left I left the first time and then I came back and then I left the second time 
And after 30 days of knowing that I didn't have the Odyssey with me, I came back. So three times. Yeah. And I am now a house coordinator and a navigator at the Odyssey downtown facility. That sounds very special. What does that mean? Well, it's, uh, so we have, I think, like 75 clients. So, like, I help support them, help them do their program as where I was when I was in orientation. So we have levels that we go through. Mm -hmm. And um, this time around, I actually looked at myself and the peers there helped me out more than anything because I see them to where where I was. So now when I see them struggling, I remember that's where I was at. So it's Odyssey House gives a great structure environment, you know what I mean? Like you have peers that are struggling, you have peers that are excelling, you have peers that are doing fantastic. But at all, we all start at the same point. So if you don't work your way up to that point, then you, you're just going to go out and go back to the same thing you did. And I don't have that in me no more. That's you know the I mean? definition of a therapeutic community, and it's the yeah. reason, um, it's, you know, an outsider might look at the program and say, why the hell on your staff do you have people who have criminal records or who were drug addicts or are in recovery from yeah. from drugs and that's the very reason right i mean it'd be like if if you had some guy with a phd who had never dealt with addiction or anything trying to counsel you on how you can deal with your problems or you had somebody who's been through it who would you who would you believe i would believe the person who's been through it because they know where i'm at and what i've been through but the ones that go there and they do have the PhD, like they're also amazing too right. because they're there to help us just as the same. But the person who's been through it is more likely to know how I'm feeling, where I've been, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So the, ther- the therapists at the Odyssey program downtown are amazing. Like they help you out. They will go to bat for you. They struggle with you because they've been through that, you know what I mean? So like... I haven't been to any other program where they've actually sit you down and make you hold yourself accountable, hold other people accountable. Um, no one's done that before with me, you know what I mean? So when I came into this program, like I said, I was like, eh, <laughs> don't want to do that. I'm yeah. not about that. But It's hard to do. It is. It's a, it's a struggle. And I struggle every day. I still struggle to this day. Um, but... With the peers I have at Odyssey, the clients there are amazing, like, just because I see myself where they're at. Mm -hmm. So that helps me every single day. Like, I get up there, I run the house meetings, and the new clients that come in, like, we just welcome them, we wrap our arms around them because I was in that spot. When they come in with their sickness, you know, it's, it's like, damn, I was there before. And now I'm not, but I could remember being there, so I'm going to help him as much as I can. You know, so that's make you feel when you help someone else. I mean, I, I mean, when I was in my addiction, it's a very selfish thing. You're thinking of yourself all the time, yeah. right? So all of a sudden, you're out of your head, and you're helping other people who have the same problem. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good because I know when I first started my addiction, no one was there for me. Like, I didn't, my family left me, I, 
lost a lot of friends. Um, the addiction tears so many people apart. So when I can help them now, and it just makes me feel a lot stronger in myself, I know it brings them up more than they are because they have someone who's caring for them. Like um, our director over there, you know, she's an amazing person. She mm -hmm. cares so much about the clients at our house. And Cheryl is amazing. Cheryl yeah, is I amazing. I second that. And Tracy. Tracy is amazing, too. They actually care and help the house, and they give back so much that people really don't realize what they do for us. And, they, and Rachel and I know both of them very well. As a matter of fact, we had Tracy on a podcast not too many weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I mean, you don't get it. You don't. You don't get in. You don't get a job at Odyssey House because you want to get rich, right? We're a nonprofit, <laughs> so there there must be another reason, and there is. And yeah. people like that who have been around for a long time, they genuinely care, mm -hmm. and they genuinely want to help people with with addiction. You know, absolutely, it's soul food. You know, they yeah. give back what's been given to you. It feeds yeah. your soul in a different way. Yeah. I have a question for you. So coming from this prison life multiple times, and then you said the word accountability. <laughs> I would love for you to speak on that. Like, what's the importance of accountability? Because that's a completely dynamic shift. It is. Um, so in, in prison, you just... You, in you, prison, you, people would say you're yes. adding on someone or snitching on them. But in the Odyssey program, we don't look at it like that. We look at it to hold ourselves accountable for the things we are doing and open our eyes to help our peers out on what they're doing. Um, some people may not agree with it, but it's actually changed who I am for that because it's, I look at it like if I hold you accountable for something, it's because I've been in that spot. So I don't want to see you go through the same. I was busted back in the program a few times, you know what yeah. I mean? So I was on restart, restart, you know? So if I can help that person get past that part, then I will hold them accountable. I will make sure that they know what their flaws are. And hopefully by the time they get to where I'm at, they can do that for the other people coming in. So you mean if I really care about you, I'm going to call you out. Yeah. And you're going to see it as that. Yeah. Which which is totally counterproductive. Yeah. I mean, from an from a incarceration point of view, mm -hmm. it's like if you... If you look out for me and say something about what I'm doing, I'm going to try to kill you. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's a big thing over there. Like, So it's called contracting. I wouldn't be like, oh, Rachel, I'm going to help you out this because I see you messing up yeah. or and tell you about it. Like, I would hold you accountable in the group setting so that you would know you thought you got away with it, but you're not. I think there's a point, too, that when you're holding people accountable, then you have more of a safe space. You don't have to deal with all this stuff coming yeah. to you. You can sleep easier at night. Yeah. And people, when they hold you accountable, it's because they truly care and they see you. And they'll say the things that you don't want to hear at that time, but you need to hear. Yeah, when I first entered Odyssey, I didn't listen or want to hear anybody. I didn't care. I was just like, okay, I'm here on a federal violation. I'll just get through it. Yeah. But doing it like that when I first entered, it did. I, I, I went. I, I went locker. You yeah. know, I went. I left the program, and I was like, oh, my PO is probably gonna put a warrant out for me. So I went back. Then the second time I was locker is when it really set in. Like, these people care about you so much, and I need to be there because if not, I'm gonna go back to the same stuff, the street life. 
and I have an amazing family right now. Like my girl is amazing. The kids are great. So like I don't want to lose that or jeopardize losing that because I couldn't come here and finish this program because I know I can and I will. I'm getting ready to leave here pretty soon, you know, and... What are you going to do after? Yeah. I'm going back to work. So I work for a safety inspector company. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go back there. We work on forklifts, drive forklifts. So I'm going to go back there. I'm going to try to anyways. Um, I just... If FTR is going to be a big part of my life. I'll be there as much as I can um, in the mornings. Um, Vicky and them are going to help me out. Yes. So... Um, I just got to stay productive and be able to maintain my composure on things. And if I do that, I know that my lifestyle will be better than going back down that road. And people don't understand that, like with addiction, uh, you and I have been clean 10 years now, yeah. but we still do stuff to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And, and you're going to have to do this for the rest of your life or yeah. you'll slip up, yeah. right? That's, that's a big part of it is, like, I know slipping up will take me to the darkest spots. <laughs> so yes. if I stay positive and use these, um, you would say, tools that the Odyssey program is teaching me right now, um, I think I'll be perfectly fine. I know that I have a great support system out there right now, and I also have friends through this program that are doing great. We lose some friends that get out, and I, you know, I may God be with them, and I hope they make their way back to the program, because we've had just past people that just try to get through the program fast as they can instead of actually sitting down and working on themselves, right. so they leave quickly and fall back into that addiction, and I don't want to do that, you know. So I'm working on myself to make sure I leave on a timely manner but also get everything that's being offered to me. So when I get out, I can give back to the Odyssey House. I can give back to the recovery programs. Um, recovery softball is going to be big for me. <laughs> um, Good. People, people don't that's realize that, they're, that and Rachel, you've worked in all aspects of the recovery community, and, and the recovery community in Utah, is, especially in the Salt Lake area, is huge. It's amazing. What is it? Sober softball, sober bowling, sober golf. Uh, sober volleyball. Yeah. USARA does. All different meetings. USARA has social gatherings. Events. You know, uh, what, Friday night family movie nights and yes. stuff like that. Um if you look at, uh, and I'm not trying to push AA, although it helped me tremendously, yeah. but if, if you just Google AA meeting Salt Lake City, there's like a list that, of, of what, maybe, I don't know how many every day, and it's, it's from like 6 a.m. to midnight or something mm -hmm. in every location of the Salt Lake Valley. You know. And I think we do more um, specialty type groups as well, like identifying differences. So like all male, all female, LGBTQ plus, like we really identify. Heroin anonymous, cocaine anonymous, yeah. meth anonymous. I mean, it, Absolutely. yeah. Uh, so there's, there's help out there if you want it, you yeah. know. And it's staying connected. Staying connected. Absolutely staying yeah. connected. Because when you get out and you, you have a job and you, you're doing all these things, you're going to be a dad. You get to be a man that shows up in your life and staying true to you, though, and the needs of what you need, where you a space where you can be vulnerable and express how you really feel and feel supported back. 
Yeah. It's, uh, staying connected is huge. Um, I just got to make sure it's staying connected with the right things. Yes. If it's, if it's something that I see that's going to start sending me down that path, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to have to reconnect, you know. Um, I'm going to stay, definitely stay in touch with the Odyssey program. Um, the peer support staff they have here, um, they're amazing, and they help the clients do things outside of the house to reconnect them to the outside. They go on walks. We play softball. We play volleyball. We go through to like a memory grove to walk around and just they t- they do a lot of things with us. And it that I think that's what helps me build that life back to society. Because when you're out running and gunning and just doing <laughs> drugs, you're just you're you don't care about what you actually see. So when I'm walking these walks with them. I see the nature, I see the life, I see the... The mountains. The mountains, yeah, you know mountains what I mean? Here. It's amazing when that cloud That's, goes away, yeah. you see the beauty yeah, of life. Yeah. Just, the beauty of life is amazing now, now that I'm off everything and I actually stay connected and see what I'm looking at instead of just flying by. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, exactly. You know? I remember so. when I first noticed the mountains, I was like, well, we have these amazing mountains. Yeah. Yeah. They've been there all along, know. Rachel. Really? <laughs> I feel like someone just put them there when I yeah. found recovery. Yeah, when I was living in Bountiful, I was like right there on the mountains. And then now I look at it, I'm like, they didn't look like that when I lived yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We just or you look out notice. over the Great Salt Lake yeah. if you're up on the Bountiful Ridge. Yeah. And it's a beautiful view. Yeah, it's it's amazing out there right now, and, and I just never sat and really paid attention to that yeah. stuff when I was using. So, like, now I'm alert. I'm aware of everything. I'm, like, I take a full look at everything before I even focus on it, you yeah. know, and, and it's yeah. amazing. So I'm I'm happy where I'm at today, and, you know, and the recovery life is it's something I need to take forward. And if I know if I step out of it, it's probably, you know... I'm trying to, I'm almost off probation, and it'll be the first time since 98. Wow. Yes. So, yeah. Do you love yourself? I love myself a lot. Really? Actually, yeah. Did you love yourself when you were using? Yeah, to a point. To a point, like, I loved that I was who I was, but I, was, I didn't love what I was doing and where I was at in my life. Like, I really lost a lot. Like, I've spent at least about 20 years in prison, you know, and it's a long time. Yeah. I have a question for you. You've completely changed your life around. And don't forget, like, your past is what who, what has made you who you are today. And you are a hero. Like, I'm very proud yes. of you. Uh, I have a question, though. If someone were to play you in a movie today, who would it be? Wow. That's a question. I know. If someone played me? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's really. difficult. Yeah. I know. Um, geez. No one's ever asked that. I, never I know. That. I know. Um, who's the guy that played on, uh, what is it, American History X? Uh, is that the movie? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Dang it, but I don't. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Edward Norton. Yeah. All right. I would, I, All right. Well, I would ask him because he's... He's, I've seen the movies he's done, and it kind of reminds the things I did when I was growing up, because I was in that gang style. You know what I mean? I left the gang life. I left all that behind. Huh. So, yeah. 
Well, that's a Barbara Walters kind of question. <laughs> yeah. she, she used to be interviewing famous I, people, and she'd come out, you know, if you were a butterfly, what color would you be? And are it's you like, aging well, I don't me right know. now? I feel like I'm God. being age-shamed right now. <laughs> Jeez. Where'd you get that one, Rachel? I don't know. I was really curious because, like, before, like, we have this life and we have this um, persona that we need to give off. But today, like, you've made so many strides and have done so many things that I wondered who you would have played you. Yeah. You know, like thinking, because it, it can remind you of, like, how far you've come, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, I have friends now, and they're not stealing my stuff or, you know, yeah. they're not trying to take my car and not come back for months or, you know. Or yeah, run, so-called or, friends. Yeah, yeah, or run my credit up to God's know, you know, because I've got it all back, and I've started building my own credit again, and, you know, I got great scores now and I've never had that. It was just taken from other people's scores. Yeah. You know, so the uh the question that always come I, I help facilitate a family support group and the question and these are primarily older parents with adult kids who are st some of them are still running and gunning and some are in prison and some of them are in treatment programs and they always want to know and a lot of them watch this podcast is what was the single most important factor in terms of you seeking long-term sobriety, seeking recovery? Well, that, that's an easy one. I lost a couple of my kids to that, from that. You know, like me being in my addiction, that's why they're tatted on my face. So every morning I wake up, I get to see in the mirror what I lost. You know what I mean? Even though it's in my heart. Um, I lost my son and my daughter because of my addiction. Their mom is just like, nope. You know, so that is when I started my heroin journey. Although I was in a really bad um, bullet bike accident in 2013, um, from my addiction is where I was like, you know what, I'm sitting in the hospital and I could have died. You know, it was a really bad one. And uh, all over heroin. And I just chose then. They started me on Suboxone and I was like, mm, I'm done. I don't want this because I know that Suboxone will just keep going and going and going. And by the time I got out, I'd be on it. So I've been off that since 2013. So it was losing your kids. Yeah. You lost your kids too, Rachel. I did. I, I got to a point where I signed my rights over. Actually, I wasn't being any type of mom or woman. So I signed my rights over because my kids deserved more. Was the desire to get, get them back uh, and reestablish a re relationship so. why you sought recovery? Yes, I thought so. I thought I'd get him in a safe space and then I would find recovery. But actually what I did is I actually started using a lot more. I wasn't I wasn't ready yet. The kids are gone. I lost yeah, them. I'm a failure. So I might as well yeah. just go you all the take, way. They're better without you me. Can take, you can lose your car. You can lose your house. But when you lose your kids, it's the hardest thing and that's what opened my eyes up to start my recovery and I had I went to so my son was born in 2015 and I went to the back to the feds for five years mm -hmm. when he was 60 days old and I wow. haven't seen him since because he was adopted out his mm -hmm. his mom was in um, addiction and she's doing so much better now but we mm -hmm. lost him to the state from our addiction wow you know so mm -hmm. That's tough. You know, and it my is. daughter, she's going to be, she's 12 now, and she's 
No, she's 11 now, and she's going to, uh, I haven't seen her since she was one due to this addiction, so it's hard, but there's not a day I don't go by where I don't think about them. Like, I have two wonderful kids out there doing amazing with amazing families they have, but it's still not the same when you lose them. Absolutely. It just shows the, the pain that a lot of addicts go through, and, and it, but it's not enough at the time when you're in, in the height of your addiction. It's not enough at the time to stop. Right. You don't know that that could happen, right? Pain, pain can be like a motivating factor, or it can be a factor that keeps you continuing down that path, right? And if you're not shown other ways or things are even looked at, like when you lose your family and you lose everyone and then you lose your kids, that just enhances everything yeah. you feel about yourself, which is nothing good. That's why when people say things about people, um, addicts or people in recovery, like there's nothing you could say to me that I didn't say to myself. Right. There's just, there's nothing. <clears throat> Some people don't understand the feelings and the hurt and the anger we go through. Yeah. But working on them will actually be the best thing in your life is to move forward to that. I have a therapist now that I work hard and she drills me on them all the time. She's amazing and without her I don't think I would be to where I'm at today. Yeah. Because she she's the type of person that will make you feel those pains just to see where how you would react towards them. You know, she yeah. looks into your she'll she'll drill you on stuff and just see where you're at in your life and if you need more and she's there to help you if you need more. She listens, she uh she's She's just amazing, you know, so... She basically sees you. Yeah, she... Nico, we have faith in your future. Our 30 minutes yeah. are up. You've been wonderful. Mm -hmm. I, hope, I hope you're... The reason we do these is it, I think it, it shows everybody, you know, recovery is possible no matter where you're at in life, no matter what you've gone through. Yeah. You just have to want it and you have to work for it, and you're doing that. Yeah. Good luck in the future. Thank you. You are yeah. a good man. Yes. Good yeah. You're welcome. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you, Nico. And thank you for watching. Don't forget to... Leave a comment, please. Yeah, review us on iTunes and let us know what you think so we can have even better programs in the future. So thank you for responding and thank you for watching and listening and to another edition of Odyssey House Journals.